Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And it is Christmas Eve. We are on our last day of our short stories with the story Return to Bear Creek Lodge. This is by Tannen, Tannen Reeve, Tannen Reeve, do. Um, and it is in Christmas and Other Horrors. Uh, Dew is an American author and educator. Dew won the American Book Award for her novel, The Living Blood. She is known as a film historian with expertise in black horror. The plot is Johnny is forced to return to the lodge that his grandmother owns. She is dying and he bears witness to his mother and uncle struggling to handle it and the trauma their mother wrought upon them all. So, Kim, what do you think of this one? I, yeah. I I don't know I I yeah I don't know I don't yeah I'm just gonna keep saying that over and over again I don't know okay I really liked this one um I don't know that I like it as a Christmas story but I do like it in like as a winter setting it works for me um honestly I was really fascinated with like turning intergenerational trauma into this creature that hovers and grows and lingers because of the trauma brought upon a black family um so i found it really interesting and particularly because we have looked at a lot of like european christmas sort of things we've looked at Australian stories but a lot of the ones that are actually coming from POCs um didn't really I don't know how to word this I I didn't feel like we were being shown how Christmas or the holidays is perceived through them um I feel like this is the first one that like really gave us a perception of being someone of color and having this experience. And I loved the fact that it's not in this situation for this family, it's not just Christmas, it's Christmas and Kwanzaa and yeah. a recognition that that holiday does take time, take place at this time, but it's really not one that people discuss beyond going, Oh yeah. And Kwanzaa too. You know, I, I feel like we get, Christmas, Yule, Hanukkah, and then people go, oh, yeah, that's right. And there's Kwanzaa. Yeah, I I felt like Kwanzaa was a little superficial in this. We got a reference to one of the days of Kwanzaa, um, and then it was just kind of dropped after that. Um, or one of the components of Kwanzaa. I, I, I will fully admit I don't know a lot about Kwanzaa. Um, so it, it it felt a little superficial to me. I would have liked it to hit more um, so that I could learn more. And that's one of the things, if I'm, if I'm getting something that's culturally oriented, I want to learn whilst I'm getting a story. And I don't feel like I was getting that much in this one. See, I felt like it was a reflection of the idea that there are... I'm making an assumption here, and I'm going to fully recognize I am making an assumption here, but the idea that for the Black American, 
Kwanzaa is something that wants to be recognized and participated in and done, but maybe the extra knowledge, the in-depth knowledge is lacking there. Um, And so I feel like that story is a reflection of it is here's this family who clearly is participating in the white normative of Christmas and also recognizing a heritage that maybe they didn't have access to with Kwanzaa. And we weren't given a lot of detail because we don't know how much they actually know about Kwanzaa, Um, which a lot of the times for white individuals who are celebrating Yule, we just assume that they actually know what Yule is as opposed to the reality of Yule's traditions. Um, So I kind of liked that juxtaposition of not knowing why we weren't given as much about Kwanzaa. I also, I just, I don't know. I was fascinated by looking at where essentially three generations of a family and how they responded to things differently and how the actions of the previous generation then shaped the next one. Yeah, that, um, was, that was interesting. I, I actually would have, I liked the more scary aspects of it and I wish it had been more. Um See, I I liked the scary aspects of it, and I liked how subtle they were. Um, because in and I think this is part of it is having read the back of it. This is actually the second story that this author has visited with this family that is potentially going to be turning into a full blown future novel for them, where these are short backstories. Um. And so I kind of liked the fact that we are getting potentially a second iteration of this creature that is going to continue to morph. Um, so I liked what it left me wondering at the end. Uh, and I liked the idea that there could be more in the future and I would be interested in reading more. Yeah, I'm, I'm not not interested in it. Um you know, if it manifests and we're still doing this in however many years until this becomes a story and then you say, hey, we're going to read this, um, I would happily read it, you know. But yeah. Like I said, it... I wanted more of the horror of the grandmother and her being elderly and not quite right in the head. I wanted more of the horror... Because you can't of... relate to that. <laughs> And I wanted more of the horror of the creature. <laughs> I wanted more in the woods. I wanted more of the 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 youngest of the the group alone in his cabin. Um, yeah, I I just I wanted See. more. But again, it falls into short stories. And I guess I should I should look at it and say, okay, I really liked it because I did want more. Um, yeah, Murphy. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just don't and, have and a that's... lot to say about it is my my issue at this point. Oh man, see, I I have so much I want to say, but at the same time, I recognize that maybe I'm not the person to be saying it. So, like, <laughs> please take everything I am saying with a discretion discretion because obviously I am coming in from a white woman perspective. Um, but like, I was highly fascinated with the fact that this was a rich black family. They expressed that the grandmother made money. She owned a mansion. She owned a cabin. 
And I liked that as opposed to just falling into this, you know, we're in the South and we're poor and we don't know how we're going to make ends meet. I loved the not not notification, um, the nod to the fact that the grandmother was an actress. And what she did in order to thrive as an actress at the time, we now look at and be like, oh, how terrible is it that these these actors and actresses played into the stereotyping at the time yeah and the fact that she did lose her ability to keep acting because people hate that she perpetuated what the director was asking her to do as if though this is someone who could have fought back in those situations and that's not the case yeah and that you you have to recognize that the grandmother was doing what she needed to do to survive and keep her family healthy but there's also implications that what these directors asked her to do changed her nature because they comment at one point that her as she was playing these different characters she changed yeah and so what is the origin of this monster is the monster actually originating from her or is it originating from the culture that has forced her to be this way? Yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I, I don't have a lot to even... I know, that's why I'm talking. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, do you want to just talk into the void and I just sit here and play Say, my game? Yeah, that's not, fine. not particularly, no. I, I, like, I just, I don't know, did you... I know you said you want more, but was that anything you were taking into consideration as you were reading it, or you were just reading it? I just read it. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I liked it. I found all the characters fascinating. I, I liked the way this author wrote. It kept me engaged. And I, I'll be honest, today I was really worried. I was like, I'm going to have a really hard time reading today. I really don't want to. Um. And starting off with this story, I was like, nope, I can do this. This actually got me going. I want to keep reading. Uh, so, yeah, no, it was a good story to me. Uh, anything else you want to discuss? Um, no, because it, it would just fall into talking about what I wish I would have seen differently. And I don't it it's good enough that it, it doesn't need me reflecting on what I wish they'd have done the writer would have done differently but um so yeah so is this a stronger contender in this book than some of the other stories that we've read this is the spirits one uh no this is christmas and other horrors oh this is the one okay um is it a stronger contender yeah okay all right well on that note our intro and outro oh. music is by harper howard howard, howard harper barnes and it's called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Book Pile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow. Oh, well, no. <laughs> Surprise, we will be back tomorrow with two short stories because we decided we wanted to do two more for Christmas Day. So join us again tomorrow for our final episode for the Advent calendar.